Prasada Modi. And this is Hannah Henson. And we want to welcome you to the third season of Raise Your Standards podcast, all the way from Mexico. So we're <laughs> recording here. And it's a pretty good day. We uh, have had quite the eventful day, but now I just wanted to take some time to actually podcast together in person, which is mm-hmm. also something to celebrate for sure. <laughs> And this episode, Hannah had the awesome idea of this episode, so I'll let her give a little deep dive into what we want to talk about. Yeah, um, I think overall, um, just wanted to talk about relationship advice and kind of getting some advice from other people on the resort, because I feel like when you're on vacation and all these people are coming from different places, you can kind of get a different perspective from like we ran into some people from London. Um, there's Romanians here, Ukrainians, um, Canadians, <laughs> all, <laughs> the all, all the Anians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And people from the United States. So yeah, I just think it's good to get an overall understanding because it looks different from country to country, city to city. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this episode, we're really focused on relationship advice from around the world. And with that, I guess we'll jump right in. So the first couple of days you're here, Hannah's parents. So we're here with Hannah's parents and brother, and they met this really awesome couple from London. And we decided to start with them and ask them what their best piece of relationship advice was. So the couple from London, they've been married 30 years, or you're celebrating their anniversary. You can so tell that they're like still really into each other, which is absolutely adorable. And something that they said, so the husband said, the best piece of advice is just say yes, which I thought was funny coming from the husband because we were like, oh, can you give us an example of that? And he was like, oh yeah, like just say yes, whether she like wants a certain kind of food or literally whatever. And it was really good because he also broke it down into like not just saying yes because like that's what she wants to hear but actually thinking about that other person and from their point of view and thinking about like okay how would we want to approach this situation together and I think the wife bounced off that really well because she was saying that it's really not about just one individual now it's the two of them working together and so that was a really cool piece of advice but I don't know if you remember anything else from that. Yeah, they just seem to know each other really well. And yeah, I would hope after 30 years that you do. Um, But yeah, just the joy I feel like that we could see. Um, And they just seem, yeah, very at peace and like they're best friends. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and the other thing they said too, which sounds a little cliche, but I thought it's really valid is enjoy doing similar things. So Mm. They both like uh, doing activities. I think they took a walk on the beach and then we're also laying and like basking in the sun, but then uh, went to this like lounge bar place and they're very much like similar energy level. Both seem to be at least extroverted enough to carry on conversations with different individuals. Uh, So definitely, I think a good like chemistry in terms of wanting to do similar activities even if it's just on a vacation I mean you could come to resort in Mexico and want to sleep in a bed all day and stare Mm -hmm. at the ocean or you could want to be doing activities and jumping off of random rocks more to come on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um anyways so that was the first piece of advice we got but Hannah Mm -hmm. do you want to share the other pieces of advice you got from your family Mm mm-hmm Oh yeah. So first I'll stay with my mom. Uh, so my mom was always like, pray first, pray about everything and anything. And that's very 
not cliche, but um, I think it's really cool to just have that simple of a quote. Um, Cause she's like, yeah, whether it's, you know, financing a home, if it's, you know, buying something, you know, praying about it first before making that decision. Um, I think sometimes that can be a good thing and a bad thing, kind of balancing each other out on that. Cause I feel like my dad's really adventurous and my mom's more reserved, um, which I think that complements each other pretty well with that. So yeah, pray first for mom and my wise 21 year old brother said, don't just date to date and you should know they're the one by the first meeting. So um, yeah, with that, I guess, I think he's just really intentional with where he's at in his life and maturity level and knowing relationship stuff and what he wants. So I thought that was really wise of him to say, don't just date today, because I think we can all fall into that where Mm -hmm. we think it's fun to go do things with people. And it can, it can last long, even to just do fun things, but in the long run, what is your foundation? You know, are you, yeah, laying down your life for one another or are you just having fun? So, yeah. That was really good. That was really wise of Ben. But I definitely agree for sure. And I guess transitioning, what is the best piece of advice you have from either your own experience or another individual? Um, Well, I'll start with uh, Bianca Oltoff, which I just shared recently on my Instagram. And it has to do with oneness, um, which means standing firm in your singleness and then coming into holy oneness with your partner. So she gives the example of like, you're on your own pillow when you're single, figuring out everything independently. And then when you meet the love of your life, you there's this separate pillow and you have one foot on your singleness and the independence of who you are. And then you step out into that holy oneness with the person that um, you're with. And I thought that was really cool because we all think that we should go to the other side to that person's point of view or vice versa but in reality it's about coming together and creating that worldview together Um, especially if you're Christian I think that's a really good foundational point is coming to terms with who you are in Christ and then moving forward together so um, and with that I guess I'll roll into my own advice Um, don't settle so um, if you think okay yep I could maybe see this working out or oh yeah we could work on a few things and still get married I think those are kind of unhealthy ideas or an unhealthy mindset to have because they're going to be the same person. So don't just assume that they're going to change in marriage because marriage is a huge deal and it's not something to take lightly. So um, just be at full peace with that decision and know that, yeah, God has given you that peace to move forward, not just, okay, well, I found this one off the street. So that looks about good for me. (laughs) Not that that happens, but I think more realistically, we're just yeah, if you find somebody with common, you know, ground and stuff, that's great. But yeah, there's got to be more than that. And for me, it's definitely foundation in Christ. So with that, how, what is Autumn's advice? (laughs) This wisdom coming from her? Uh, Let's see. There's a couple that I can think of. Uh, You're talking about, what were you saying? What was your piece? Don't settle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I guess at first, like when you get into a relationship, kind of what you were saying of like, don't date for, uh, what is the word? Like prosperity, like for you, you're going to think that like, oh, they'll change throughout the relationship. Date because if you are dating that person, you 
could see yourself marrying them? Like, would you, I guess the question is, would you marry them if they were the way they are right now? Mm -hmm. Because I think, and we're very, both like very strong planners and futuristic of like, oh, we're thinking about like, what's the next year going to look like? No, next five years. Like, oh, I could see them fitting into this and that. But in reality, sometimes those expectations don't align and you have Mm -hmm. to communicate that. And also thinking about being able to date that person as they are. Do they take care of you? Like, are they not that like someone has to take care of you, but I think you should like take care of each other in ways uh, because relationships are going to be ups and downs. So with that, I think the biggest one that I've really stuck to, I had found this couple at my church when I first moved out to California, just really valued their relationship, everything they stand for, how God-centered it is. And they told me to go watch the video series by Andy Stanley called New Rules for Love, Sex, and Dating. And in this, it talked about you want to become the person you are looking for is looking for. So essentially I'm boiling that down to having a strong singleness season of feeling like, okay, I'm figuring out like, this is what Autumn likes. And this is what I thought Autumn liked in this relationship, but actually she really doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that has looked like for me now, I really do value traveling. I really do value putting myself out there in situations. I like trying new things and, I think that also kind of sums up to don't feel like you're held back by a relationship, Um, but instead transitioning to that person should be helping you and encouraging you to be more of a more of yourself, which I think has been difficult in the past, but definitely something that I think is super important. And so that also is coming from Michael Todd and relationship goals both of these are awesome series. I would highly, highly recommend going, listening to them, watching them on YouTube, reading the book to uh, relationship goals. So that's really important. Uh, but yeah. And then I think the other first other thing with that is Michael Todd also talks about be, uh, looking for a set place that you have in God will give this to you in terms of what is that place going to bring, which is your purpose. So before you find a person, you should have a set purpose. And this was something I don't think I fully had until almost a year after being single. So it took me about a year to realize like, okay, this is what I'm standing for. And if all else fails and things break and fall and I'm in a completely different life scenario what is my purpose that is going to keep me going in life and this is something I've had to come back to during those difficult seasons to realize okay even if my relationship changes my place that I'm located that purpose stands strong and with that I think after you really figure out okay this is the kind of person that would fit into my life with the purpose that I currently have. And I guess for a concrete example, my purpose I really focus on is focusing on how can I bring the love of Jesus and what I experience to earth. And that doesn't necessarily mean like going around yelling Jesus' name to people, but really focusing on, okay, how can I be a light in someone's day? And whether that's at my job or talking to individuals, I want to focus on how can I leave that, I guess, person or place better than I found it. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's mine. Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) Especially when, yeah, I think, yeah, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, a season in your life, your family, your friends, that purpose should be solid, no matter where you're at, no matter what um, 
comes, that should be a protection too. Like you should protect your purpose over anything. And I think it may tweak in some seasons, but I think at the root of it, you know, God definitely lays things on our hearts to pursue. And yeah, I think that's really good, especially in relationships when you're thinking about colliding worlds with someone else, that's, you know, a big deal. So yeah, yeah. definitely. And then I think this was either must've been during COVID when COVID had started. I forget, but it was definitely at least a couple of years ago now, but I had asked, there's this thing on Facebook of you share of like, oh, what's your best piece of advice for your twenties? And I think this is kind of just for generally in your twenties, but I think a lot of us can really apply to relationships too. And something that I like to do is just keep different pieces of advice that I hear, whether it's career advice, relationship advice, any sort of advice, really, I have a running doc of that information. And uh, some of these really stuck with me. So the first one is from my cousin, but she said, don't be afraid of rejection. Just go for it. Whatever it is, rejection can't kill you. It can only make you stronger. If you take away its power, you can do anything. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's, I would say really hard to live out. And especially if you're thinking about asking someone out, pray about it first, maybe, but then really go in and I mean, I've been rejected. I'm sure everyone's been rejected in ways of whether that's just simply like, oh, you thought you liked someone, they didn't ask you out on a date. It doesn't even need to be verbal rejection. But I think from that, I've realized like, okay, maybe this is what I thought I wanted, but that's not necessarily what God wanted for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that one was something I really enjoyed. Uh, The second one is those are the me years. So she's referring to, uh, this is a family friend, but she's referring to the years of your twenties. So enjoy your freedom, make new friends, soak up new experiences and make the most of yourself. I think kind of going back to just enjoying that singleness season. This one is from my old girl scout leader. And she said, trust your gut, whether it's what you really want or telling you to avoid a certain person or whatever it is. Don't be afraid to take risks. And this is the time to do it. Okay, can we stop and talk about the gut one for a second? Because I think I always thought like, oh yeah, like, okay, I'm trusting my gut. Yeah, what does that mean? I, with every other single person I had been with in the past, I think there was this like deeper part of me that maybe always knew. Like, I think I was trying to figure out what that little voice or what that was, but I think there's been something in my gut always telling me like, okay, maybe this isn't the one, but I'll like try and make it work anyways. Cause I'm a loyal person, yeah. but maybe to a fault of my own. So mm-hmm. have you experienced oh, that? Gosh. <laughs> um, mom, dad, if you're listening, um, yeah, they're, they're like definitely gut people. And I've like kind of had to figure that out for myself, you know, figure out what my gut is actually saying. Cause I feel like I'm a person who wants to listen to everybody else. So I think it's definitely hard, uh, especially yeah, if you are loyal and you really want to work it out with someone or if you like really want to pursue marriage. Like I'm a person who like I want to be married. I'm not married. (laughs) And, um, you know, just not push something, you know, trust your gut, know that it's not supposed to be as hard as it might be for some people out there because it's not if God intended it, it's not going to be like this overarching really hard thing to do like you're going to have battles but it's not going to be something unbearable where you're like 
mm, I don't like this person or you're yelling all the time and being angry. <laughs> yeah. So that's honestly really good too. Cause I think that kind of goes back to like, is this person helping or hurting me? Mm-hmm. And I had a really hard time figuring that out because I think I was like, oh, well, there are really good days, but then it would go back to not being a great day. And mm-hmm. really, I think throughout the past relationship, I was like, this is not me, like looking back on it. And I, I think I didn't know what that looked like because I didn't have that experience. So sometimes having the experience, although it hurts, like you build that up in confidence going to your next relationship to be like, okay, well, this is what that looked like. Let's not do that again and repeat Mm -hmm. that pattern and focus on uh, where God is leading me next. But I think not like you were saying of uh, listening to other people's opinions and different things. That's something I've always struggled with. And I think something that someone said to me one time that helped me is really spending that like quality time with God to figure out is that I think the person before you even meet that person and I had a list of like okay here's are the things like these are absolutely non-negotiables I'm not settling in these areas at Mm -hmm. all and there are areas you'll have to keep an open mind I mean (laughs) do they you know like I can't even think are they not a coffee drinker and you absolutely love coffee okay, maybe not the best thing ever, but you can deal with it versus if they are someone who's yelling, emotionally abusive, whatever it might be, figure that out and get away from that because that's not helpful at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But all that to say, I think your gut really does say more than you even realize. And one, what were the two things? It was peace and um, discernment. I think we're two of the things that you should have when you do meet that person like there should be complete peace shouldn't have any specific worries I mean to a point but uh and then having discernment to feel like okay this is the person God is blessing it through other people telling me that they're good for me and that creates very awesome peace so definitely Mm -hmm. from experience I think that's what I've found and with that, oh, there's this also this fun fact. To be honest, I didn't actually research it to make sure it's true, but I have heard it before. So I think I think uh, Tracy from London knew something, but this is funny. So she said, the more you spend on the wedding, the more likely, likely you are to get divorced. So mm-hmm. really thinking about why are you getting married? Is it to have a one night party that takes your focus for a year and then you're left with this person for eight years if you're lucky? and really focusing on okay no that's not what it's about this is a small small piece and I wouldn't care if I have a $20,000 wedding versus a $20 wedding if you are meant to be with that person you should feel like okay money is not really a huge say in that Mm -hmm. yeah well and I think too as far as yeah money spent on a wedding like you could be fully in love and have that and want a lot of people Mm -hmm. there and spend a lot of money so I think it's like we talked about before this, you know, I was just saying the intentionality of getting married and why you're getting married in the first place. Because if you're just getting married for the party, then you might want to check your intuition. I mean, we're here at a resort and there's a couple getting married and, you know, some, not to whatever, but it's like, okay, I wonder if they're thinking about this too. You know, I hope that they have some foundation to go off of to be like, okay, yeah, they're here with friends and family. It's a smaller gathering on the beach. And it sounds like, yeah, they really love each other and they're married already. Shout out to um, 
those two, Caitlin and Chase. Chase. Yeah. Cause he's in the air force serving our country. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think it all comes down to again, like why you're getting married and um, Tracy and her husband, they went to the courthouse. They didn't do nothing. They went to their house and had a little, you know, party, like dancing with their friends and that's it. They didn't have a venue. All I did was go to the courthouse and, you know, 30 years down the road, they're still best friends. So I think that has something to say. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. And with that, do you have some closing thoughts for us? Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm doing a study uh, in James and this comes from James 17, 19, and then verses 24 and 25. So um, this First one says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. So even if your person changes, um, that's okay because God never changes. Um, and as far as like overall advice, uh, verse 19, quick to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. And uh, last two, um, you see yourself. Um, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So again, remain faithful in who you are created to be in Christ before you're ready for a relationship, honestly, because I think you're doing both you and your future spouse a huge favor. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this, if anything, is yeah, definitely figure out what God is doing in your life, find your purpose, and God will provide that person for you. You just have to trust that. And that's a reminder for myself too. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And just realizing if you're not ready for a relationship or you feel any inkling of some sort, I think that's probably a good sign that you might not be And honestly taking a year, six months, whatever off of dating, saving yourself how many years of potential hurt by marrying the wrong person like, what did they say? There's a sign of like, I'd rather be 30 and not married than 30 and feeling like, okay, this is something mm. that like won't last or end in a divorce. And even people who have been divorced, like doesn't mean all hope is lost. Like we have redemption in God. And I think there's, there's just ways to feel like, okay, this is what God is telling me and try not to rush into what my flush wants and said what does God want for me mm -hmm. well Maddie Pruitt says that too she mm -hmm. you know had a season of her life where she's going to weddings literally everybody was married other than her didn't even have a plus one nothing and she was really nervous to go and her mom told her she's like you'd rather be sitting there lonely and have no one around you or besides you know on the other side being married to someone and still feel lonely and mm -hmm. that's so true like you would rather be lonely on your own single than married and still feeling those feelings because yeah that could have been her you know she could be sitting there with plus one or anybody else out there so yeah and being lonely is not necessarily like that's something that god is there to comfort and mm -hmm. help you with that but Hannah, do you want to do the honors of closing us out officially? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, if you like this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe. Uh, and you can find us on all podcasting platforms. We also have an Instagram you can follow, um, which is raise your stand. 
standards po- podcast. Standards, standards podcast. <laughs> First time, please give me some grace. And um, our personal accounts at Autumn Odin and at Hannah underscore Henson one. And with that, you want to say it together? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode, episode and learned little, a little bit. little bit more about how to raise your standards. All right. Hasta luego. Bye.